Welcome to the Broken Road Podcast, Season 1, Episode 5. Do we have a choice about our life story? Today we're talking about fate, destiny, and whether or not we have any choice in our situation or story. Okay. So this week's episode, we're talking about do we have a choice about our life story, our life journey, um, fate, destiny, and um, what that really means and how, how we can adjust, adapt, overcome, right? Right. Yes. Sorry. I see how you're looking for more like adjectives and verbs. For <laughs> Master <So>. conquer. <laughs> I'm the yeah. king of the mountain. Right? Yeah. I thought you were going to so. say world. Forget a mountain. We have a world we're going to conquer. <laughs> um, do we have a choice? Do we have a choice? I think, I think in a lot of things we uh, do have a lot of choices, right? Um mm. In almost everything, we have a choice. Um, but there are some things, um, our choice is really how we react to the situation more than a choice in what happens, right? Mm. Um, I, yeah, I thought this is a bit, <laughs> as a king, it, what we were going to discuss, I was like, wow, this is such a big topic. Like it really is. You could do a whole podcast just on the theme of choice and have different episodes around this discussing it. Because I was thinking we be we both been through some really big stuff in life. And I'm sure that some of this we felt was outside of our control and choice. But also sometimes we feel like I also made some decisions and had some choice in life as well. And I thought, uh, uh, there's like the sliding scale of woo-woo. I call it the sliding scale of woo-woo. This is an actual thing. I, I've used this with clients before when I'm saying about different books. And I'm like, it's on this, this sliding scale of woo-woo. So sometimes with this, you could drop right into the spiritual stuff. And that really is part of it for me as well. So there's for some people, depending on your beliefs, the the thing around choice and the freedom of choice can get, it's, it's a really big uh, subject. It is. No, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I think that um, there have been a lot of things that have happened in my life that I feel may have been outside of my my exact decision making ability. Right. Like didn't really have the ability to go. Yes, I want this to happen. No, I don't want this to happen. Um, But I definitely had the choice in how I reacted to it. And I mm-hmm. did not always make the best choices in my reaction decisions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, mean, that I is was, pretty factual. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it's true, though, but we're not taught how to react to things. We, we, we don't actually realize we have a choice a lot of the time because we're in the midst of it. And we're not... Um, it's trying to, I think when you think about how I have a choice how to react as being able to step outside of what is actually happening rather than being in the midst of it all. And it takes a lot to be able to pull up to that level. And, and it almost like become this helicopter on your life and just say, okay, I can see above all of this now. And now I can have a choice about how I'm going to react to what is going on on the ground. 
and it's really hard like that is it's not instinctive that's not a natural place for us to go because when we're in really big um life events we're acting on that very animalistic intuitive instinctive survival level and that survival level is right in the ground amongst it all reacting to everything not very fight or flight very survive yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah um i was so uh, there's a thing as well that i learned which really helped me understand because we all react differently so there's almost like the psychology um side of it which discusses there's a thing called the locus of control which is an actual tool that they use with people to help you start to reframe um, experiences to look at how you can start having that choice around how do I what choice um, how am I going to react to this and the choices that I have so it's a really interesting tool because it's if all of us have a different locus of control as to and that's how we choose to react it's also how we hold on to blame as well so I did mine. I was like, I have a really high locus of control. So when you were really high, it basically says that you feel like you have the choice in everything. So everything that's happened in life, like I've made the decisions, good or bad. Like, so when things go wrong, it's my fault. I made a choice in this. So we can push ourselves quite hard. But it also means that we then feel like if something does go wrong, I made the decisions that got me here. I can make the decisions to get me out. But then there's people who have a low locus of control, which can drop into like the victim state. So it's basically saying like, I don't have any choice in life. Life happens to me. So therefore I have no control to get myself out of this, but it's also not my fault that I'm here. So it was interesting playing around with that. And I feel there are some moments in life where you can fall into one or the other category Mm -hmm. as well. You're not just one person or the other like some situations you can feel more like a victim and kind of really Mm -hmm. take on that role and that you know yeah yeah. set of mindset whereas other areas you feel like oh I really have full control and I got this and you know it's real easy to you know get it back together and take control and figure out what decision you made wrong and correct it mm-hmm. you know yeah so. definitely because some people could be have really be able to step outside of say work and say okay in terms of work I'm able to step back and look at the choices or I might feel like I'm very in control of work and I take a lot of responsibility for what happens in that work situation but then it might be in um, personal relationships for example so like a partner in a personal relationship that actually you could yeah, completely change and to me, you're like, yeah, not this person who feels in control at all. It's like you're the person that this relationship happens to. Um, so, yeah, if it, like I said, this is a really big subject. It's, it's quite interesting trying to know where to start discussing it as well because it's so big. Yeah. As I'm over here making like awful faces at Rachel at the <laughs> word relationships. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Relationships, no. Um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it choices really, I mean, they boil down to every single little detail of your life. I mean, what you're going to eat, yeah. whether you're not going to, oh, if I could talk today, whether or not you are going to get up out of bed today, you know, mm-hmm. for some people, I mean, that is a choice, you know, yeah, that yeah. can be a difficult decision Um, When you're dealing with things like depression and Mm -hmm. um, bipolar depression, 
it it's and hard to make the yeah. choice to get out of bed sometimes when i mem- i remember like when we met and i couldn't get out of bed and i felt i had no choice it wasn't that i wanted to lie in bed all day but i was so ill at that point that i was just existing not living and i and i could trying to get up and dress was a massive thing and even saying that now it sounds a bit like how 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 did i feel i didn't have a choice in that because that just just does not make any sense but when you're in it like you feel like you don't have a choice in that because you're so far in in the situation you're finding yourself um, right you um, and you I, right no absolutely and i think sometimes like you struggle like i know with depression for me i struggle with that mask that we talked about that polished on the outside mask and that deep depression that was happening on the inside. So I'd present to the world that I was all put together, but deep down on the inside, I'd be struggling to remember whether or not I took a shower, whether or not I fed the kids, whether or not, you know, I did all the things that I was supposed to do, just like normal daily routine stuff. And it really, really affected me inside of my home and it affected my relationships it affected mm-hmm. my relationships with my children you know it affected everything but i had to make but then again i still i had this mask that i had to pretend that everything on the outside outside of the front door everything was okay i was okay my family was okay my kids were great everything is you know what i mean so that also makes it really hard to ask for help when you can't acknowledge that things aren't okay. Okay. Yeah. And that, you know, that also is a choice. Mm -hmm. And that changes, you know, your fate, destiny and things like that, because you, you don't have the support system necessarily because everybody around you thinks that you're more of the supporter than mm-hmm. one that needs support. Yeah, yeah. And and it is reminding ourselves, knowing that we have a choice is incredibly powerful. Being able to choose is, it is, it's amazing. It's such a gift. And always knowing that we have that choice. Like I say, it's really hard to remember that though. Um, I got, I, oh, my family doesn't know about this, but I actually got a lot of parking tickets. Um, which I picked up on Monday, but it's really bad for me because I'm on such a low income because of benefits. And I really didn't know that I wasn't able to park there. And I was like, wow, okay. And I just felt myself go because it brought in all this other stuff around. This is money. I haven't seen my family. Like this is the money that I'd used to get home for Christmas at a time when everything is going like to hell in the world. How am I supposed to be able to pay this? Like I did drop into the unfair thing, but in the back of my mind, I could hear like Bob, my little mind monkey was like, this is off. He's like, he does. He has, I thought I can hear that that's rumbling in the background. Like it didn't come to the surface, but I was going like, this is so unfair. How dare you? I thought, I know actually somebody's just doing their job, but you know, but it's, and it's trying not to go into a meltdown. Really? It's not a big thing. When you think it still happens though you think if you've been through stuff like lying paralyzed in a hospital bed you should be able to deal with some parking tickets and it's weird how we just drop out of that and forgetting that actually have a choice how i react to this and sometimes the choice is just to let our minds have the little meltdown and to go to the little tantrum because it's a child like our minds are still children 
really it's like we're still scared of a lot of the world and of life and and sometimes it just needs to have that tantrum of like why did this have to happen it isn't fair all the rest of it how am I going to deal with this and then it's like okay it's like a child it's okay it's, it's had the tantrum now it's cried itself out I have a choice now what do we do so I think it's okay to even have the choice to to yeah have a tantrum sometimes I agree Every once in a while, it, it, it needs to be happening. Um, but, uh, you know, I think sometimes we have to remember for the things that are outside of our control, which is really where it's hard to deal with, right? When we're so. all in this situation at the minute, COVID, like uh, this is what I was thinking about because I was thinking, okay, what are the situations that me and Heidi maybe feel we're in control of and then what are the really big situations that are outside our control so stuff like when COVID first hit like I think for some of us that have been in situations where we're not in control of our lives so when you know like when me and you there are traumas and stuff like we've been taken out of situations where we're not in control anymore we just literally have to accept the situation we're in and surrender to it you can't fight it this is how it is. I have no choice right now, but just to embrace to it. Accept, yeah, the situation that I'm in. It so doesn't there, say that I want it, but this is how it is. There was a term we used in the military that I really enjoyed. Mm. Um, that I use, and it's called it, that we would say we would embrace the suck. You embrace yes. the suck. I mean, sometimes yeah. you do. You have to embrace it and understand that there is not suck on the other side you know what yeah. i mean you just get through it um and on the other side of all of the crap there's light at the uh, at the end of the tunnel you know yeah. but you just got to get through it even if that is in baby steps a minute here five minutes at a time whatever it takes to get through it you do it yeah and i do think instinctively as humans like we know what to do like I, when I was in, so when I was paralyzed, I remember that's what got me through. It was like one really big, awful thing had happened, but, and I could choose to focus on that. And the thing was, I, I, I did drop into really dark days with that. And I didn't want to be paralyzed. I was only like, I was 20 when it happened. It was two weeks before my 21st birthday. And I, I remember lying there and them saying like, you might get home at some point. And, oh, and I was like, two weeks, I'll be home in two weeks. That's what my mind it was completely out of touch with reality at that point because it just couldn't quite process what the hell had just happened to me. But then like the choices that I had was like, I can either just stay in this really dark place, which you do drop into because it's natural. It's natural to say, I don't yes. want this right now. But I looked for all the, my choice was I can look for all the moments of joy. And there were so many. And that's what helped me to start, um, going through that roller coaster was like it'll drop right down but then we'll pick up and we'll start just look for them because they will be around and they're only little things you know it's in about little steps they might not be this big change to get you out of the situation you're in but they help you to see it differently definitely and that's a big choice yeah no it is it's it's huge um but even in the things like that we do have control over like we say we don't have control over covid we may not have full control over the virus, but we absolutely have control over how we react, how we mm -hmm. treat each other, mm -hmm. and how we live our lives, 
right? Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing for me through for, with COVID going on in the world right now is empathy. Mm -hmm. Understanding that my situation is not your situation mm -hmm. and that's okay, right? Yeah. So I don't have to understand your situation. I don't have to know whether or not you have an elderly mother or father at home that potentially could get sick. I'm gonna respect you. I'm gonna wear my mask just in case, don't mm -hmm. care. Might not be comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Is it comfortable to have a mask on? No, not really. Is mm -hmm. it the end of the world for me? No, it's not. Mm -hmm. It is not the end of the world for me to wear a mask when I'm out in public. Mm -hmm. um, is it the end of the world for me to maintain a six, six foot distance when I'm out in public? No, mm -hmm. it's not. If I happen to, you know, have to cut in front of somebody when I'm at the grocery store, I use the same manners I do before COVID happened. Now I say, excuse me, you know, mm -hmm. sorry, didn't mean to, you know, mm -hmm. bump or, you know, whatever, pardon me, excuse yeah. me, whatever, you know, use your manners, show respect, be empathetic to people and, and be happy. I don't know. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's part of my mask that everything's okay thing. Sometimes that helps, right? I'll, I smile at everybody, even with my mask on, I'm the goofy person smiling when nobody can see my smile. You can tell, I, you can definitely tell though. I think when somebody, like it's all in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I know it is. Although I confuse, maybe I'll just I walk confuse, around the, yeah, the grocery I store. Like I've got my on. yeah, I'll and just the start mask flexing actually. my eyebrows at people. I can do the and rock. Yeah, yeah. I bet. I, I do know. I bet there probably is actually videos on this. I, I've there's so I've there's so many things on how to get a good zoom background for when you're at work and lighting. There's a whole new thing you could start. So um, I. Yeah. So I definitely think like we have choice as a thing around um, the fact that we all react differently to situations. My, end, my Zoom background, my door, my yeah. television, my barn doors. So <laughs> <laughs> people keep saying to me, oh, you're in a different room. And I was like, it was Barry from our writing group, bless him. And I was like, no, Barry, you're just looking at a different wall. In, I only have two rooms, my bedroom, and then the room that's my kitchen, lounge, laundry room, living room, dining room, everything room, storage room. Like you're just seeing right. a different wall in that room. But no, I'm not in a, not in a different room than I normally am. Bless him. I was like, I, yeah, Barry, I don't live in a mansion. It's like, it's a two Bless him, but. Yeah, that's hilarious. Where we live in. Everything's out of proportion. It's like Alice in Wonderland, isn't it? <laughs> right. And and I feel bad for us because I'm always moving. I'm constantly changing like where I'm sitting every time we talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just giving you different angles. But yeah. yeah. So it is uh, anyway, this subject of choice, like I said, it's such a hard thing to like get a grasp of as well. I thought this is quite a Oh, it's quite a big subject. I know we've talked about big subjects in the last few episodes, but I think felt they were a lot more specific for us, whereas this is quite a dynamic topic to try and, you know. It is. So I think for me, the hardest moment in life when it came to choice and destiny and fate, there were two moments. There was one when my mom passed away because that was really a moment that was outside of my yeah, decision-making abilities, right? So I didn't have a choice on whether or not she lived or died, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I had a choice in how I reacted and 
a lot of the times I, I reacted really poorly after the fact, right? Um, because I didn't understand grief and I didn't understand what came next. So I made a lot of really poor life choices over the course of the next several years. Um, and then the second one being when I gave my daughter up for adoption, mm-hmm. right? So that was absolutely a choice I had within my decision-making abilities. There is not a moment in time that I regret making that decision, right? Is a hundred percent the best decision I could have ever made for me, for her, for everybody involved. Right. Um, but it still was filled with such raw emotions Mm -hmm. when you give up a life you created to say that this life no longer really the way the the courts put it and the way I felt when I gave her up for adoption is that this, this life no longer means something to me because it's no longer mine. Right. They literally told me you are now a complete stranger to her legally. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why would you use the word stranger? Like, and and it shattered me, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm really thankful um, that the family who adopted her Mm -hmm. uh, allowed me to continue to be a part of her life. And I'm still a part of her life to this day. And, um, you know, she knows who I am. She knows, you know, Mm -hmm. what my role was in bringing her into this world mm-hmm. and um yeah I, I mean it but again this stems back to kind of last week's discussion that we kind of talked about where we really kind of talked about supporting everybody and you know being more empathetic towards the stereotypes and the labels and the identity she has a label she's adopted right and um she's her her husband who is an absolutely amazing man um is not white so they're a biracial family Mm -hmm. so there's another label right and her and i were just talking about um baby names because she's pregnant Mm -hmm. super exciting (laughs) um okay so um and i told her i said remember when you're picking out baby names um because she was like well that doesn't really match our last name and i said well remember that your last name isn't both of you remember Mm -hmm. that the baby is a combination of the two of you right Mm -hmm. so don't forget where you came from too because this this baby is a combination of you and him not just Mm -hmm. him right and then she was like Oh, and so we were, you know, playing with some different names and she was like, oh, I really like that one. And when that one's kind of cool. And ooh, now, now I've got like the little wheels turning in the brain kind of thing going. So, you know, some of those labels ha- do create almost a, a singular pathway in life for some, mm-hmm. it feels like. But you feel you don't have a choice. Like I was even thinking, like listening to you talking about picking out names. So that's one thing that a lot of us think, oh, I don't have a choice in this. 
as part of my identity. This was the, the name that I was given. But actually, we always have a choice. And my, my friend completely changed her name quite late on. Like she was in, in life. She was in uh, her late 30s. And she decided not just a first name, but a surname as well. And she just decided, like, I always felt that name was not me. And I, knowing I have a choice, I'm going to change my name. And like everybody else was, but you could see people think, well, why are you doing that? And you think, but that's her choice. That's her choice. She doesn't really have to explain that to anybody because that's her name. And if she chooses to change something that everybody feel is set in stone, then actually that is her choice to actually yeah. do that. No, absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. but, and I was watching a, um, a video talk, um, kind of like a podcast, but more video mm -hmm. um, based. And um, it was a, a Latina actress mm -hmm. talking about how for the longest time she tried to st straighten her hair and stay out of mm -hmm. the sun. So her skin stayed more light and, um, you know, that she tried to hide kind of her background and mm -hmm. be less of who she really was um to be more successful in life right changed mm -hmm. her clothing tried to buy more expensive clothing so that she didn't seem you know more poor and whatever mm -hmm. and i just feel like that's so so sad that you know and she auditioned for these roles and i mean it was all these kind of like same stereotyped roles for latina women and i'm like well that just sounds awful <laughs> and then if you say it, it's almost like sometimes the system's created to take that choice away, away from us but I, yeah. at the same time we do still also have a choice but it can be really painful choices sometimes no uh, yeah often you can find the right choice the right thing to do doesn't mean that it's the most pleasant or the most comfortable it's just that you you this is the right decision for me and sometimes that could be to walk away from a career or it could be to say the right decision for me actually is that I do want to conform to this system or the right decision is that I'm going to embrace who I am but again that means I might not get the work and the roles right. that I would so there's always the choice in there but it it's finding what is the what feels the right choice for us and then living with the consequences that happen afterwards because I think when you know you've made the right choice for you it's almost like no matter what the hell happens next and sometimes it is hell at least you know i made the right choice for me i'm going to stand by that even regardless of what happens comes next i will accept i accept right. that i think there's only one moment in my life that i really feel like i regret like fully regret the choice that i made that's mm. it one one moment in life that i can honestly say i would 100 percent go back and change that moment in my life and, and that would have been the night that I got in my car and made the decision to drink and drive. That is the only moment in my life that I would 100% without, without hesitation go, you know what? Mm -hmm. I was 100% wrong in that. That one was 100% my responsibility. And if I could take it back, I absolutely would. Anything else, there'd be a, well, if I did this, then it would change this and it would change that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm that's probably the only moment in my, my life that I completely regret and I would take back in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause I actually, I remember saying to mom 
that um, I said, if I could have a choice and change like the past and what happened with my accident, like I said that I wouldn't actually change anything. And my mum just looked at me and was like, what? Like really, even knowing everything that came afterwards, all the pain, everything, like losing the work that you had, everything. She said you would, oh, she, I was like, I would still make the same choices but it is really weird because you start backtracking from those moments and there's all those little choices that we make that at the time seemed really insignificant that can create something life-changing so it was like if I one of the biggest things for me is like as a getting my drink spiked I realized that I was actually blaming myself um because people said to me aren't you angry with the person who spiked your drink and I never have been but then they were like well that would be a normal thing to do so then I started questioning well what's wrong with me because I'm, I'm not angry though there's a thing of like I had that choice to leave my drink on the side um and I wasn't paying attention and that therefore I was an easy target for someone but there's the choices before that like booking the flights I won the flights it's the first time I'd really won anything in my life and I was like I won the flights abroad I'm it just for that split second, when I picked up the email, I was sat at my friend's house. She's from Spain and I had all these choice of destinations. Wasn't she where to pick? And she went, oh, go to Malaga. You'll enjoy there. That's from where I'm from. So literally from just that little split second of a conversation, the choice to go to my friend's house. If I hadn't gone to my friend's house that night, I would have ended up somewhere else. And never. So there's all these little decisions that you don't realize at the time are just part of life. Like, what color pants do I put on when I get up in the morning? What do I have for my breakfast or not? You know, like all whether or not things. I put my makeup on for the day. Yeah, all these I might meet Mister Right in the grocery aisle. <laughs> I know. Like we we don't we think some of the biggest choices we have are the most important, but actually it's all the little small decisions and choices that we make every single day that actually shape where we're going in life. There's a there's a thing that a lot of people say about choices form habits. And like you were saying earlier, and actually those choices between, do I get out of bed? Do I eat my breakfast? Do I not? Do I do this? Do I do that? Do, do I turn up for work? You know, coffee. So these- coffee counts as breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was mine this morning. And then I croissants afterwards, but it's because I wanted to get to the rightest thing. But that was my choice. I made that choice of do I skip breakfast or do I go to the writing group? And I was actually this morning, I really want to go to the writing group because I want to connect to the people afterwards and have a chat with some people around the world. Um, so again, there's all those choices. Was that the right decision? I think that was the right choice today, but yeah. often I'd be like, I choose a breakfast. <laughs> like you need food in your tummy. Don't skip it. But, don't yeah. skip the food see i and i've never been a breakfast person so for me to eat breakfast it would be a very very conscious choice mm-hmm. super conscious choice like i'm gonna eat because i'm almost never hungry first thing in the morning i did have a question for you this is this is it is related because it's about choice, but just it's a big jump from breakfast. This question, but it's in my mind. <laughs> I had wrote it down because you use the same words. So, do you believe in fate and destiny? Yes, absolutely. Okay. What What does that mean for you, though? Um, I think it's just that for me, fate and destiny is just your story. Hmm. But I don't know that that's necessarily one specific path. 
I don't know that it's pre-written, right? I don't know that that's the case, um, but that that's your story, right? Mm -hmm. And that certain things are probably meant to happen to you, mm -hmm. right? You're meant to meet certain people in your life. Mm -hmm. You're meant to cross certain paths um, and develop certain friendships and um and I think that, you know, sometimes we miss some some connections because we're not consciously aware of, you know, what's around us in the moment, right? I, I do believe we can miss certain connections. Um, but, you know, we all have choices to make and our destiny gets fulfilled based on those choices. I had a really surreal moment when um, I was lying in the hospital bed and mum, I actually, I think it really freaked my mum out. I can still remember the look on her face. And she said to me, you're so calm. Why are you so calm? Especially because in a Spanish hospital, it's like crazy compared to UK. UK has very strict visiting times, but in Spain, it's like that your family is very much an active part of the care. So the hospital has visitors in it's very loud it's like sometimes 10 family members around one bed with the person next to you like it, it is like just really chaotic and I, I remember mum was like you're just lied there in the middle of this just so calm and she said I I why are you so calm and I was like I don't know how to split explain this to you in words but I just have this really deep sense of knowing that this was meant to happen in my life. I said, I also know it's going to be okay. So don't worry. And yep. when, when this all happened, it was like, at last, okay, here it is. And I didn't even know. So it wasn't that I was going through life waiting for that moment, Heidi, like, but once it landed, it was almost like I knew that this was supposed to happen in my life. And I was like, it's happened now and everything's going to be okay. So I was like, I'm just letting this, I would use the word unfold now. Back then as a 20 year old, I didn't say life unfolded around me, but you know, like right. I just, I just knew it was, I can't, I'd never experienced that sense of peace from knowing that this was meant to happen. And like, I didn't use the word destiny, but I, I believe the same. I believe there's certain experiences that we are meant to have in life and sometimes we can really feel or sense that when you're in it like ah oh, this was supposed to happen and you can't explain why it's really weird because it's not a logic brain thing it's just something you really feel in you feel it in your body it's really weird so i i made a choice um while i was on probation for my my car accident that I got in while, for my drinking and driving that I was um, I was not going to show up to another court case mm. um, and I knew that it would revoke my current probation and send me into prison I knew that it would mm -hmm. um, but I also knew that it was going to protect somebody else from going to jail mm -hmm. um, I was pregnant with my youngest at the time mm -hmm. um and I don't know why 
I felt so strongly about it, but I mm-hmm. just knew that it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even yeah. to this day, I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I gained some really amazing insight mm-hmm. into a world I had no idea about at the time, you know, mm-hmm. our criminal justice yeah. system and our prison system. And I'm so thankful for mm-hmm. that experience in my life. I know that sounds yeah. really crazy, mm-hmm. but I am thankful for that experience. I'm thankful mm-hmm. for the friendships that I gained in, during that experience. Yeah. Um, because I do have friends that I met while I was incarcerated mm-hmm. Um, that I still am friends with today. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, it was a very conscious effort uh, and decision that I was like, if I make this choice, Mm -hmm. he's not going, he won't go, he won't get, Mm -hmm. all of his charges get dropped, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to prison. Yeah. I'm going to have my son while I'm in prison mm-hmm. and I'm not getting out until after he's born. Yeah. yeah. So I had to think it through and I still to this day feel like it was the right choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you ju- you do just know and you can't explain it to other people because they're kind of like, but logically that doesn't make any sense. Why would like, you want to go to prison? Yeah, exactly. Why would you want it? Why would you want to be? It's yeah, same thing. My mom was like, "Why would you want to be paralyzed, go through all this pain and all this surgery, and say I wouldn't change any of this?" Uh, and you you can't even explain it yourself because, like you say, it's not it. Like you think, well, yeah, logically it doesn't make any sense, but I just there's something that I just know this was the right choice for mm-hmm. my life. It doesn't look like the right choice on paper. Like it doesn't at all. It really looks like a, the wrong choice. It was the wrong decision, everything. But actually it was the right choice for my life. Yeah. No, I, yeah, hundred percent. Totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. And it's, uh, but then trying to explain to other people. That's why I said, this is quite a woo-woo subject sometimes as well, yeah. depending on how you view it. Like yeah. I, I, I think I'm that thing of you where I do believe, I actually believe that we have things that were meant to happen in each life. When we turned up, my sister said something beautiful, actually, because I, I held a lot of guilt and shame around because my sister was there when it happened and she actually got arrested by the police because they thought she'd pushed me off and she hadn't. I'd She wasn't even with me because obviously, like I said, I lost the plot and climbed off, but I, I purposely went out there to keep my sister safe because I was completely out of control. And I, I wasn't mean. I didn't understand what was going on. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, I, there's some choices with that but my sister just said to me and this was quite recent like I, when I was going through the, the trauma counseling and opening all of this up like I said to her I'm, I'm so sorry that you had to live through that with me and she went but she said I made the decision before I was born your sister to live this life with you and to go through this with you you've got nothing to apologize for and I was like wow <laughs> oh yeah. that's beautiful though it is I was like yeah I'm gonna give yeah. your sister like a big hug from me because that is amazing yeah yeah and I was like ah oh, yeah so it's not like you're saying like we're just like bumbling through life 
just saying, well, it's fair. It was meant to happen. Like, I still believe that we have the choice. Like, both me and you had that choice when that big event, we had choices that led up to that, even though we felt like, actually, this, I feel this was supposed to happen in my life. I don't know why, but I just do. But we definitely had a choice about what do I do with this now? Like, how do I move forward? And both me and you could have spiraled completely further out of control with life or we could chosen the path that we've both gone on instead to move forward and and use this to not only change our own lives for the better but actually to help other people as well mm-hmm. yeah no uh, completely yeah which kind of leads into next week's topic which is what helps us something that mm. has helped you and i both yeah find a healing journey mm-hmm. and that's the power of writing yay <laughs> so to, next week's episode is part one of a two-part series mm-hmm. um we're uh going to talk about the power of writing to heal mm-hmm. definitely so we get to talk about how we found healing through writing because yeah. you and i found writing healing in different ways yeah definitely next week's episode i'm really excited for no me too oh have you got maybe we could do some reading from stuff maybe i could do one of my poems or something that would be kind of awesome see ooh, sneak peek yeah i might do my wild i found a wild one recently Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Broken Road Podcast. We look forward to you joining us next week as we talk about the power of writing to heal.